welcome to the Cairo Radio Rundown, the only show where you get every Cairo Radio host in the same place, weighing in on the biggest stories of the week. I'm Jake Rummel. I spend most of my time producing the Tom and Curly Show, but when that's over, I serve as your tour guide on the political safari that is the Cairo Radio landscape. This week, we as a country came together to flagellate ourselves by watching the first debate between President Donald Trump and Democratic challenger Joe Biden. Before we get into some of the biggest controversial moments, we're going to start with a montage of the host reactions to the debate as a whole. I will say this show is usually about contrast, but I was genuinely surprised at the unanimity from the hosts here. There's certainly some differences, but they all had a lot more in common than I expected. Uh, There's going to be music underneath because it's more fun that way. So the analyst pretty much panned the president. He came across as flustered and petulant. But despite that, there were indications his supporters were fine with it. Bottom line, it was it was a clown show. And it was it was depressing. How do you describe it? Filth. My dad used to say, champ, even when you fight with a pig, you just can't do it. Because if you fight with the pig, even if you win, you still end up dirty. Was it entertaining? Yes or no? Scale of 1 to 10. 10 being something like Avatar. It was entertaining like Uncut Gems, the best movie of the year last year. It was... Wow, good reference. Now, Tom mentions that because most people that have watched that film describe it as tiring and emotionally exhausting, and at the end, you're just angry and you feel horrible. What one word would you give it, my friend? Disgraceful. Hmm. And it was an embarrassment. I think more for one than the other. Trump won the... Biden surprised everybody with the strength because people had such low expectations. No minds were changed. Okay, so let's get into some specifics now. I'd argue one of the most talked about moments was this one, where Chris Wallace asked Trump to denounce white supremacists. You have repeatedly criticized the the vice president for not specifically calling out Antifa and other left-wing extremist groups. But are you willing tonight to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and to say that they need to stand down and not add to the violence in a number of these cities, as we saw in Kenosha and as we've seen in Portland. Are you prepared to to specifically do it? I would say say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right wing. So what are you 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 saying? I'm I'm willing to do anything. I want to see peace. Then do it, sir. Say it. Do it. Say it. Do you want to call them... What do you want to call them? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacists and white supremacists. Proud boys. boys. Stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. G. Scott on with Ursula from 9 a.m. to noon thought this moment was really concerning. I had someone reach out to me in my inbox who is very familiar with the right white supremacist lifestyle. We had and him on our said, show. And they said to me, this is dangerous. I know how people think th- that, are, that are a part of this. They are rejoicing. They are happy. And he just empowered them with those words, I am afraid of violence in the future. Dory Monson acknowledged this was a misstep, but he also pointed out that Trump has been asked this kind of thing before. What a stupid answer from Trump. Stand back and stand by. And of course, his opponents are going to jump all over that. What does he mean? Stand back and stand by. And they think that that was coded 
Uh, now, Trump's denounced white supremacists at least 20 times on the record. I saw a montage this morning of him denouncing white supremacists 20 times. Dory did cite this moment as an example of moderator Chris Wallace being biased. That's Chris Wallace being disgraceful. Asking Trump, will you denounce white supremacists? And then he has no equivalent question for Biden about Antifa. He should have said, will you denounce Antifa? And Biden said, well, they're an idea, not an organization, which everybody who's in the range of my voice in the Puget Sound area knows that that's nonsense. John and Tom thought the whole exchange was a little childish. He wants to, his deal is he feels like the media doesn't do enough calling out on Antifa. So he's yes. going to pound away at Antifa. And he's like, what yeah. do you want me to, who, who do you want me to, okay, I'll denounce. Who do you want me to denounce? <laughs> Give me some names here. I'll denounce whoever you want me to denounce. All right? I, I, I denounce. It was, it was so, it was so grade school, yeah. you know, gymnasium confrontation. Because then Biden jumps in going, go ahead, do it, ahead, do ahead, it. I bet ahead, you can't do it. I do it. He goes, dare you. Uh, double okay, dog dare okay. you. Uh, what do you want me to, double, what do you want dog me to dare call you. him and stuff? We'll stick with Tom and John here, but uh, move on to another moment of the debate. Here is okay. an example. This is Joe Biden won't answer questions about packing the court. And the reason he won't, and this is where Donald Trump loses it, this is the thing that could have really destroyed Biden if Trump was on his game, but he didn't, because this is the thing that would really, really knock him out. The independents would hate this, and, of course, the crazies on the left would hate, would hate the fact that he backs away from it. So Joe must get away from this question as fast as possible. But vote now. Are you pack the Make court? sure— See, this is good— Trump should have gone, even if it's off, go back to it. You, in fact, let people know you're a senator. I'm not going to answer the question Why because, you that because question? the you question is, the question is, the question left. Will you who shut is up, on, man? Listen, who is on your list, Joe? This Who's is on your so list? Right. Gentlemen, is, I think this we've is ended so this. Unprecedented. He's pack the court. We have en- no, no, no. Give a list. We have ended this segment. We're going to move on to the second See, segment. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? When the, uh, the court packing thing, let me just make this point. Yeah. Okay. Independence, if he finds out, if he says yes, then independence would hate that. If he says no, then the crazies on the left would hate that. So he needs to get away from it. So he avoids it. He looks directly into the camera and says, you need to vote. You need to go and vote. Go vote. Go walk down and vote. But be your vote, vote. Vote for what? Tell us, what you, tell us what you want to vote for. We'll zoom back out here for just a minute and try to peg some winners and losers from this thing. You heard Dory in the opening montage. He thought Trump won, but that Biden was stronger than expected. Let's hear from G. Scott again. I will admit, I want, I want to say, take this time. I think Biden started off strong, and I think Biden ended strong. But I think in the middle, Biden looked bad. And, and I started to show off with the filth part. Because Biden, you, tried, you, you got in your feelings. Because, like you said to me this morning, because Biden does have feelings, Trump got to you, and he, you had you rattled, and you were in his world, and you were in his world, and you were calling him, a, you called him a clown, and you, you know, you said, start getting out, of, calling him out of his name, and that's the exact game that Trump is good at. Trump wants chaos. I thought this was interesting. Tom Tangney actually departed from a lot of the other hosts and thought that there was some value you could derive as a viewer from the chaos. If you could take the significance out of it and just see it as a theatrical experience, it was draining and upsetting, but also, I thought, really revelatory. And if you want a debate that actually reveals who the candidates are, then one might argue, and this is counterintuitive to any and everybody who saw it last night, it might have been the most effective debate 
I've ever seen rather than the worst because I think it showed exactly the strengths and weaknesses, mostly weaknesses, of both candidates. Yes. We've got three more debates coming up over the course of this month. One VP debate and two more Trump-Biden matchups. After the imbroglio that was this first debate, there's been lots of talk about changing the rules to maybe reduce some of the crosstalk. Dave Ross has his own suggestion. Just one more thing on the debate. A lot of people took to Google to look up certain words after the debate. And in case you're wondering which words they were looking up. I'm Matt Piper. The top two most searched words, white supremacist and Antifa. Merriam-Webster Dictionary says those two words took center stage, not only on the debate stage, but among us who were watching from home using our keyboards to search. It came after the debate moderator asked President Trump to condemn white supremacists and militia groups. Other words searched, according to the dictionary, racism and fascism. Of course, there were different words searched in different regions. And according to our web data folks here at MyNorthwest.com, one of the top search terms in the Seattle area was Billy Madison debate. Billy Madison is an Adam Sandler film from 1995, which includes this line from the moderator of an academic decathlon. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Now we know who should moderate the next debate. So, that's the Cairo Radio Rundown for October 1st, 2020. Once again, I'm Jake Rummel. Please subscribe to and comment on the show on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. You might not always have time to listen to every Cairo radio show, but you'll always have time for the Cairo Rundown. See you on Tuesday. That was really a productive segment, wasn't it?